So episode seven, right? No, let's see. We did one through three, four, five, six. So episode eight now. All right. Yes. When Urkel bots go bad. Here we are. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of this episode? What do you guys do? You guys know Urkel? Um, start us off, Richie. Um, I haven't. Uh, I had not really heard of Urkel before this, mm-hmm. but um, I know my family. I actually watched it with my family because I was like. You guys probably know who this is, and I just think it would be really cool to watch it. And they they thought it was pretty funny, so um, they they showed me a couple things, which was, uh, and they were really like they were really funny. So um, I hadn't really heard of him before this, but yeah. What do you think of the episode overall? Um, I I I think I said this last time we did this, but like. I thought that the opening was going to be the villain, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't. And I was like really surprised by that, which, it, and I'm actually, I hope they do that a bit more because I like being surprised by this right. series. Well, I love the uh, predictability and I love the formula, but I also like being surprised by it. Yes. Um, Predictably which, surprised. Yes. <laughs> Agree. Um, and, uh, it's it's less it's like this episode is a bit um lower in tier than the last one we spoke about uh just because of some plot points that were a little um thrown together at the last moment but uh actually i i really did enjoy the interactions between the characters in this episode so yeah Yeah. what do you think steve I, you know, this episode, when I first heard about it, I, I did know who, who, who Urkel was. Um, I, I knew about Feeling Matters, I believe it was, and I, I'd seen it a little bit, not like I really watched a lot. I was a little bit nervous actually going into the episode, not because I didn't like the character, because I was like, how is this going to work with Scooby? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like this episode as much as I do, and it's not one of my favorite favorite episodes, but it's, uh, it really pleasantly surprised me of how well they worked the character in this episode, actually. Um, I was actually kind of surprised by how well it actually worked um, because uh, I, I, think, I think one thing I, you know, I've said before when I talked about this episode is that uh, Urkel is known for being an annoying. That is his mm-hmm. thing. And so the, the fact that they, they make it funny how they address that he is annoying right. in a way that is also entertaining <laughs> makes it better because I think otherwise he's doing his shtick and no one would be reacting to it and making light of it. Like, if it wasn't for the dynamic of the gang, this could go south with that whole, like, he's doing his shtick, and then it gets kind of, like, just, it goes nowhere. But the gang has their own unique, fun interactions to it, which makes it more interesting to watch. Um, all the characters in the episode are very um, expressive um, to, to everything. Like, when he knocks over a bunch of machines. That, I think said was very different, um, even in a lot of the series, too. But I, I think for what it was, they worked it really well. And I, I, I agree, like what Richard's saying, there, there was a plot point. point. The villain in the game was this robot that looked like Urkel. And, you know, and he ended up being one of the robots that was controlled by this other villain, which I think the villain plot for Simpson was very unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, just capitalizing on what he was saying, the villain in this episode and the way that worked into this episode was very unique. But also, I liked the playback to the Green Ghosts design for Mm -hmm. this villain and all times they've done that iteration of villain design i like that i really like that villain design and i like their twist on it i liked how it had all the digits like Mm -hmm. going down its cloak right Um, the matrix style shit they would yeah exactly (laughs) matrix it it was it it definitely they're definitely using the technology they had now to make it look the way they did otherwise it wouldn't have worked the same way it wouldn't have had the same effect you could tell they were using their digital te- uh, animation savvy with this episode for the the phantom even though it was subtle it was just enough to notice that it was and it, it was crucial to the character it was a subtle but not so subtle thing about the villain that would have made a huge difference mm-hmm. it made him unique it made him feel really unique yeah it did but that's that's one character we're never going to see, like, a Lego or a Playmobil of. <laughs> I am so disappointed. I think you guys know how much I love this 
villain. I just think I the name Technomancer. I love I'm it. Obsessed. It is great. It is a great name. I like it too. I I, really, I I agree with you. This is a great villain. Whoever um, wrote this was like having the biggest brain moment of their entire life. I'm so sorry. It's so good. <laughs> it is it is great. I yeah. I liked I liked how it was very sci-fi without being sci-fi. Right, right. It was, like, it was grounded to be like in reality. Ghost. Like, okay, so it was, it was a like technomancer. So was it a ghost that can, like, we don't exactly. It was like a ghost, but it also controlled technology. Mm-hmm. It very yeah. culture guys like, but because yeah, I, I feel like a technomancer is a is someone who has a control of magic and technology and makes yeah. them work together. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's it's a ghost, but. It, it's a ghost of technology. It's 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 fun, and you know I liked how we had all this. They did a lot with like programming other machines in this episode and making that also. You know, I mean, they made light of it, but that's also very, like I said, a very like it, given the right atmosphere, that could have been a very serious threat to the gang. Um, a lot more intense and intimidating. Um, having control of all these little robots that could come in and attack you, which was a, a fun a fun concept for a villain. I really liked. Um, and I love the Green Ghost design. I love how they updated it. I like the name Technomancer. I think it's a great name. Again, um, it's 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 a fun villain, and um, it'd be it'd be interesting to see if they could do something different, but also similar to that in the future, or somehow bring it back. What I just thought about was that it's kind of like a reworking of the wizard from the Scooby Snacks Factory. Okay. Yeah. From Be Cool, it's kind of like a reworking of it because the wizard had, um, like, the wizard had the power to control the inanimate objects, and it like specifically started with the technology in the building, and then it moved to like you know like random objects like bricks and chairs, and then, but it was really cool because it's kind of like a reworking of that. Um, I, I was just gonna say I feel like this is a reworking of uh, High Tech House of Horrors from what's yeah. new that so, too yeah right it is. It, i feel like this episode just really takes influence from recent scooby series and puts it all together yeah again kind of focusing on the tech highlights of scooby this i like when they make it a pivotal point because i think you know how they're using technology to solve mysteries like using that against them is sort of like well now you can't use technology because it's going to go south I think something like in the tech, high tech house of horrors episode, something that happened was Velma's like, oh, it's a house. And basically she was going to try to do other stuff to navigate the episode, but she couldn't because she was stuck in a house that was literally going to control everything else that they basically used most likely. Or could have. You didn't know for sure, but it could have. And so I think that that also, you know, gets you to think like, okay, we have to do something differently because otherwise it's not going to work. I think the best the best version of like this episode is a really good um like focus on the control of technology and using it against them but I think the best reworking of this I like of that idea is me myself and AI Mm -hmm. um from the be cool series because Mm -hmm. like they um it was about this whole building that was centered around the future and like the future of technology and technology will do everything for us and then realizing and then Daphne being all like in the series being like well techno like what about a good old good old-fashioned book mm-hmm. like which is kind of interesting because it's sort of like Velma was so book smart mm-hmm. and like she focused on books but now she's obsessed with technology and it's like Steve was saying it just shows how yeah. like they're focusing on technology and then using that against them is a really interesting concept. And I feel like that's the best way they've done it before. I think it was also interesting. I mean, again, off topic, I'm going to make this very brief. I think in the episode, though, one thing I do remember, it's so interesting how them is so eager to be like, oh, well, technology is great. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to go wrong. Uh, when she knows that technology is imperfect and that, you know, I mean, I would assume she knows, I don't, I don't even know exactly. Like there's a laws of, of robots and like how they can't do things i feel like she would know that and i feel like she would probably be like uh, i can't remember the name of it i i'm not that savvy with all that information but you know um it's interesting how someone who was a lot more logic based would be like oh well, everything's fine and i think they took a twist on all the characters in the episode but moving back to this episode um 
I think it was interesting how they, you know, they used technology, but they also used it with the, the guest art that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting to see Urkel um, contradict the, the plot, but also in a way that, you know, it was, it worked in a way because um, the, it allowed for a lot of gags to happen uh, for his character versus the gang, um, which I think they made it work a lot better than they could have otherwise. Um, one of my favorite gags, again, and I think this is one that if I watch enough times, it could get old and boring. And, you know, I did not see this one coming, is the one with Thomas glasses. He repairs them, he, he gets the little machine, and he, and he has awesome. a little remote or something, and it just, it just zaps, like, knocks her down. Excellent. And I think that made me laugh out loud really hard, like, the first time I saw that, just because it was, it was just, it was not something I was expecting. And, I, and you know, again, like I said, this episode pleasantly surprised me for what it was. Um, because you have this a character that's supposed to be kind of annoying and, you know, the gang is sort of going to be like, obviously, like, you know, the gang's going to probably have some reaction to that. And they actually have a great reaction to it. And I like how it ends up being used as a tool to defeat one of the robots later. Like, the class just sever one of the robots had uh, just... There's a different flavor with the comedy in this episode, but it works um, because of the way they do it. And also the rest of the characters kind of bouncing it off. So it's not just totally, um, so it's not too um, clownish. There's a little bit more graduateness to it. So it bounces out well. So um, Mire, what do you think of this episode? All right. Um, well, so have I heard of Urkel before? Yes, and not like strung close. Uh, it's above my generation uh, mm-hmm. for that uh, show. Um, and coming back to that pop culture thing we talked about, how Scooby's pop culture, you know, Urkel's pop, pop culture too. That's why he has like such like great references. So it's kind of like <laughs> great to see two like pop culture uh, I like, icon, essentially yeah. like mixed together and see how they'll interact. Um, yeah, I love that he's annoying. I think it's great because like sometimes yeah, we have like the internal conflict that one of the characters is being annoying and the gang is upset. I like that this is like an external like I this person is just like really hard to enjoy. Um, but <laughs> but still satisfying and it complements out well. Um and in terms of the plot, I love it because it's um there's a lot of false leads as a like um Richard said it was starts like somewhere in the beginning uh and you think it's going to go one way and then it doesn't and then you even get more red herrings and you still don't know what's going to happen and then finally it's like this really like truly complex but also makes sense for the location end of plot like it truly felt like one of those classic Scooby-Doo's where they're like and he was here for tax evasion. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like some really right. like, deeply like problematic behavior. Whereas like some of the some of the villains are kind of like more like meddling, if you will. Um, they're just there to deal with like one specific issue that's you know like in like in between family, for example, like in the next one, or like uh, spoilers. Sorry, <laughs> or like before. <laughs> The, the smaller conflicts this is like a legitimate like oh this affects so many people it's like an actual problem and I really enjoy that um because because we can get lost in the Scooby world uh and in the sense that like some of their stories and some of like because it's so cartoonish can be kind of out of like touch and almost like too childish to some degree so um not that like Scooby has an, a prescribed age but like as I get older I think it's nice to be surprised, as uh, Richard said. So, yeah. Yeah, again, I agree. And I think something that I was going to bring up earlier, I was going to bring up two things. One, you know, earlier, I, I think capitalizing, capitalizing off of that idea, um, you know, as I get older, I think I'm also more intrigued into the mystery and actually trying to solve who was behind it and watching for the clues. So I think when they do something a little bit more with that, that's always interesting. Um, and this episode, they 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 don't do a lot with that, but um, they they do that in other episodes in the series that you know we'll talk about later. But one another thing going off of just this episode, um, I think. Based on what we discussed, I feel like this episode has this. This has made me realize that this episode is sort of like a polar opposite of the last episode. That I had things that the last episode didn't and didn't have what the last episode did. 
because the last episode had a lot more. Uh, it it had you know it took itself a little bit more seriously with the humor and it had different things we liked, whereas this one had the exact opposite. And so we liked different aspects of it. But I think, again, this is one of those things where like if they combined a lot of what they did from the both from both episodes, it could have been, you know, it, it, it could have been a lot more, they could have both been more enjoyable in other aspects as well, like adding to the, adding to, you know, the, the overall, probably what our overall score will be, but also, you know, um, maybe if how, they did 45 minute episodes like you know their predecessor the new scooby-doo yeah. movies like. um, yeah i think the thing is is there's something i think about the guest stars that either i feel like one thing i noticed is that when i watch the the, the new scooby movies mm-hmm. that series i feel like sometimes some of the episodes drag out too long mm-hmm. And that's a fact a they didn't know what they were doing and this one does the exact opposite where mm-hmm. they're like well let's cut down the time it'll be it'll, a lot more will work in that time zone but then things have to be rushed mm-hmm. so there's a there's like that contradiction where i think honestly let's like let's settle for like another series like this where it's middle ground let's settle for like a half an hour just like 30 minutes i and think that's a benefit of hbo and stuff too we can yeah. have we can like, have yeah. middle length yeah. episodes. They don't have to fit commercials. Yeah, exactly. Also, like, like, um, they did for I forget which series it was, but it might have been part of the Scrappy Doo era. But they had like a twenty-five minute runtime, and it, it really worked because the episodes. I love every single one of those episodes like i would i would rewatch that series over and over mm-hmm. um but like even just mm-hmm. a couple more minutes to fit in interactions fit in yeah like in be cool they always gave context for the villain mm-hmm. but they don't do, give context for the villain in this in this series and i feel like giving context for the villain makes the episode feel even more real mm-hmm. so like if they added a couple more minutes and gave context for villain or character interaction it would be even better yeah it's more of a backstory yeah. or a history yeah yeah and i think that's the problem with this series is that like you're trying to introduce a whole other person so something that we're familiar with but also they're trying to establish that these are these are kind of different because they have different personalities now and they're interacting yeah. differently but also here's this new person you haven't met before and we have to figure out how to put him in here and then the villain is yeah. inconsequential i don't know what if it happens in the future if the um guest star ever becomes the villain um but like I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm still watching as we go. It's funny because when you say that, it also makes me think because this I agree with that. This series is really like it's it brings up a lot of like references to older series, but it is very different. And they do so many differences that like they try to pile in all these differences where it's like it's a little overwhelming for the viewer to like catch up on all these new character traits, but also all these other new characters. Meanwhile, we have to do that all in like 20 minutes like 25 minutes or whatever 20 22 minutes is it like i think the runtime for these episodes 22 minutes including uh, the opening and the end yeah yeah exactly like, so like so, like so basically minutes. like 20 21 minutes really because the yeah. opening is 18 seconds and the credits are 35 yeah. so and, like yeah. basically 21 minutes right i think it's so funny because the opening and credit opening and closing credits of the series are so short mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> I always think the opening is gonna be long. Like, like, (laughs) you know, honestly, I don't mind. uh, For some reason, I don't mind the intro being shorter because it it gets it lets you get right into the episode a little bit more, like quickly. Even though, even though, like, you have these great like the opening theme songs, whatever for other series that you know really gets you into a mood to watch it. This one's like. May you don't want to watch it, just watch an episode and it just mm-hmm. goes right into the episode almost immediately. It's not like you have to wait like a long time for, I mean, it's not that long, but usually sometimes the opening credits are like anywhere between like 35 seconds and a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, this one cuts it down for sure. And so, you know, you get right into the heart of the episode much faster, which mm-hmm. I know some people like, some people don't. I think it has its pros and its cons, but. What I just uh, realized is that there, um, I think the first, the first or second season of the scrap and the second like reworking of scrappy doo um the runtime was 21 minutes and the theme songs were the theme song and credit were both about a minute 
that means they had to address the mystery within 19 minutes which is <laughs> not enough time was that but was that the seven minute generation no was it was, was, was the first uh, yes, season? it was the series it was the 21 yeah. episodes the 21 episodes that were released before the shorts Okay. It was it was like those like yeah it was like those thirteen. So we have the nineteen seventy nine Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo series, which was sixteen episodes. Yeah, that's I think it was that one full length mysteries, right? And then we had the nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty two series, which was thirty three episodes, which were each had three episodes each. With three seven. Yeah, it was. It was right. the nineteen seventy nine yeah. one. Yeah. It was with a, the uh, it was the scarab lives cla- classic. Yeah. I forget that that is um Scooby Doo and Scrappy Doo. Sometimes I'm like, wait, that's not a, a where are you episode. Oh, oh yeah, Scrappy's there. Those <laughs> episodes are those episodes are pretty good. Um, you know, track, but one of my favorites from that series is the Star Creature episode. <laughs> I really like that one. One of my favorite villains ever. <laughs> the Star Creature, yeah, it's a great villain. I agree that one and i think also i don't know if it's a popularly liked episode but i think one of the episodes that other episodes i really liked from that series was the ghoul about the ugly was an episode right after it kind of like that one the the body awards i kind of thought that one was kind of fun as well but the star creature one i think is probably here from that series and uh, it was just so different in the in the villain like whoever came up that the scrappy era is underrated it's good we get some of our best mysteries from you know 1979 to 1986 or 87 whenever i I considered 13 ghosts part of the scrappy area but that's the end of that era it's a yeah that's a fun that's a fun there's some fun villains in there um but yeah anyhow back to guess who i guess i guess (laughs) (laughs) We have our own talk show. Just, I just I don't, go and add it. We should just. I don't know. <laughs> so, so Vilma, what are your? What would you rate this episode out of ten? Out of ten, um, I liked it significantly more than the last one. So I'll give it an eight, just because I like seeing conflict with someone that they're also supposed to be working with. But unlike the last time that we saw conflict. Um, with that other mystery group. I'm so sorry. I uh, don't remember <laughs> their names. The but Funky like, Phantom crew. It was like awkward re- awkwardly resolved at the end, whereas this is kind of like an open-ended, well, Urkel's still kind of an idiot. Like he's a genius, but he's <laughs> yeah. also stupid. Um, <laughs> I really, I yeah. like that because there didn't need to be a resolve um, for their like weird tension. It just was what it was. So yeah, eight out of 10, eight out of 10. Nice. What do you think, Steve? I'm, you know what? I'm going to kind of do what I did last time. I, I've been debating how I'd rank these episodes because I feel like for me, they're kind of, they're both similar, but different. And I like mm-hmm. different things about them. I'm going to rate a seven and a half again for, for entirely different reasons. And I think this one, I think this one's probably a little bit more upbeat, has a lot more going on. It's a lot more funny, but I also, you know, I think it's a trade-off. They're like two very different episodes. So I think it's hard to for me to rank one much more than the other because I think there's different highlights of both episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really thought this episode was a lot more like funny, like actually just straight up funny than the last episode. Um, but, um, you know, I liked, I liked how they incorporated Steve Burkle. I think, I think the way they incorporated this guest star was really important, especially this one considering who they are and what I know of them, you know, with the Scooby Gang, I think they did a really good job. So I think I'm going to give it an edge. And you know, I, it, it's hard for me to stick with one rating, but, but I guess I'll go with a seven and a half, maybe an eight as well, just because it is really, uh, it's fun. It has an, a good pacing to it. Um, a lot of the characters in it are fun. So mm-hmm. I think I'll think I'll give it maybe a seven and a half again. Okay. Sure, Richie, what do you think? Ahead. I unfortunately we'll give it a 6.5 because of the culprit Mm -hmm. i did not i did not like how obvious it was Mm. i mean for that's just like my my standpoint because like i don't know if it was obvious for other people but like in in part of the like the episodes like the culprit's the only person that's nice to urkel and she pushes this huge trash can around the whole entire time and the mystery is about hiding gold Mm. 
And so I was sitting like, yeah, I know who this is. But I did enjoy like almost everything else. So like 6.5 to 7 is my rating. You know, what? So I totally you agree with you. You're not like crazy in believing that it was obvious. It was obvious to me too. Okay. Um, it, it was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty obvious to see because of the way that she acted. Um, but her, like the, the reasoning behind all of it that it didn't unfold until like the very latter half of the episode, which is why it's just kind of like a mind F if you will, because <laughs> you're like, yeah. why? <laughs> the thing with this episode, I think what, what it was, was it was trying to match an entirely different mood. Yeah. the episodes are trying to match the guest star and i think this episode did a good job of doing that mm-hmm. i think i think the way they did the culprit actually i can see you know how it's not made the most like 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 really intricate but i think with a guest star like steve urkel i don't think it needs to be mm-hmm. I, I guess because it's just like we already know the episode is going to be taking stuff a little bit more comedically mm-hmm. a little bit more like easygoing and so I think it works fine for what they're trying to do may not I may say, not like I or I want to be but I think it works well enough for what it was is what I, I think that's kind of also speaking of like villains that were really obvious I know that this again goes off topic but who has seen the kiss movie because I thought that Delilah was obviously the villain <laughs> <laughs> I um, thought that really, from the first interaction just that's like one villain that I always think of that's like one of the most obvious villains for me to pinpoint is her. I went into that movie hoping it was all happening. I was hoping, you know, they were bringing back supernatural shit or like we were going to find out that they were tripping on LSD the whole time or something. And they they were pretty much tripping on something. I'm not trying to bring up the movie to bring up the movie, even though I'd love to do that because I think that'd be an interesting one to talk about with this group. But as I love talking with you guys, I think we have fun when we talk with everyone here. But <laughs> I think that wouldn't have such great things to say about it. But you know, Delilah to me was such an obvious giveaway from how much she wanted the game gone. Like she was just like basically get them out of here. And she was like this uptight security guard that was very nervous, but she tried not to be. And mm. She was always upset whenever the gang was there. And I, I knew that almost immediately. Like they threw the red herring of the of the woman who was like the gypsy at the park or whatever. <laughs> and, a, and a lot of other characters were like, no, it's not them. It was her. I knew it was her. Like I just, it was just one of the most obvious things to me from like the first few interactions with her. And it kept on repeating. So I was like, okay, it's her. When I and first you know, saw it, I felt like she was a red herring at first. Uh, they definitely... Like, I thought she was going to be the red herring, and then they eschewed my expectations by making her actually be it, you know? Yeah. I don't know what it was. I think it was, like, they they did they did do that, and so, it, I don't know. I don't know what it was. It just, it spoke to me that it was going to be her. I don't know why, but it was just the way that, I don't know, a security guard that's, like, being very uptight, but also, like, like being afraid. I was, like, it's... And also, like, why would they be afraid of a bunch of mystery solvers? Why would they be afraid of? I don't know. I guess for me, it was just, I don't know. It was a personal thing. Mm-hmm. But You felt it. You felt it. You connected I, I with it. it. I don't know if anyone was ever <laughs> going did, but I, I don't know why that, for me, it was one of the most, for me, it was just something I was like, I thought it was her. And I, but anyhow. Okay. So the fastest fast food fiend, the last episode we're going to discuss today, uh, Jim. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. There we go. I was always a fan of him. Actually, when I was in fifth grade, I got really into stand-up comedy. And he was one of the comics. I watched every one of his specials. And for a few years, I kept up with him. But then I just, he stopped being funny. You know, like his jokes were all the same. I felt like, I don't know. I don't know if I would feel the same way now. But at least at the time, I felt like all his jokes were just becoming the same thing. So I fell off of him. But He's very Scooby-Doo. I feel it. He's got it, that very goofy. He does voices. It fits. It fits with the gang. So why why does he so why is he so not fit in with the gang in this episode? It feels so wrong. I don't I don't know. Something about him with the gang. It just it, there's just not a moment of it actually working. What do you what do you guys think? Why don't you start us off, Steve? Sure. So. I did not know who Jim Gaffigan was before this, actually. Um, 
sort of like with um, Penn Teller, but you know, the way they introduced him immediately was very different um, just because it was very loud. It was a very loud opening because we just see him and, and he says something about being, what is it? Uh, he, he makes the joke about being some, a glutton male model, whatever. Um, just very like, just immediately getting into his, I guess, personally for the episode too. Mm-hmm. Um, for what we would kind of see with his contrast with the gang. Um, so he was very, he was very outspoken and, you know, this episode for me, it was a weird one because I, I, I think this one and the last one for different reasons, because they both threw me off about how I feel about them because I like things about them, but I also felt like they did things that were a little bit like I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. I think especially this one, because this one was a race for a burger with Jim Gaffigan, <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby. It was a, it was a lot to put in an episode, it was a very fast-paced episode, but mm-hmm. it it made me feel like I didn't know if I, if I it was a hard time deciding like how much I actually liked this episode because I liked it, but I didn't know how much because it wasn't like anything was really like a no, but it wasn't a hard yes. But there were a lot of things in it that I liked, and also things I was like, okay, this doesn't make sense. Kind of felt like an all over the place kind of episode for me. Mm-hmm. In terms of my opinion, even just like. <laughs> Not, not necessarily like literally all over the place, but just like in terms of my opinion, this was kind of went all over the place. What do you think, Mire? Um, So I also didn't know who Jim was, uh, period. Um, I like his humor. I like that they kind of set him up to be like the contrast character because it's kind of like an enemies to lovers situation. Like he is awkward. Yeah. And I, you know, he kind of fits. Um, But like, I like that he has like, this like joking quality about him that that is like in contrast to Scooby and Shaggy and they're in a competition together um to win the ultimate prize but they're both like after the same thing and they hold a lot of Mm -hmm. the same ideas so like it makes sense to me that they come to some sort of like resolution where they like you know they 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 share the because they have there's a reason for their conflict to be resolved Mm -hmm. if that makes sense um Mm. um I thought that yeah I don't really care for the plot really I'm not like like I enjoyed the like the hearkening to the 50s diner situation mm-hmm. um I I love cars I like the villain's car I don't care about the villain he's kind of just there like <laughs> Ran- very <laughs> random just is a just there looking looking sideways kind of energy mm-hmm. <laughs> person the villain was very odd too mm-hmm. They just, I feel like it was one of those things where they needed, like, he, they needed a person because he just needed to perpetrate evil and, like, be, like, classically, like, not human. And you know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense, they just, like, made him up. Like, there wasn't a reason. He reminds me a little bit of um, Mystery Incorporated. You know, the, the biker gang that were shaped like orcs. I can't, can't remember. They had some name. The Wild Brood. The Wild Brood. (laughs) It reminds oh, okay. me a little so, bit of a guess who version of the Wild Brood. Yeah. Okay, so if it's uh, referential, that totally makes sense. May, but like, maybe, I was maybe like, not. It, there was like, because in that one, it was also a plot twist because the villain wasn't really the villain. It, you thought that they were like villains and then they were like nor- normal <laughs> people or mm-hmm. normal orcs that were normal people, but like one of them ended up going rogue and kind of trying to sabotage because they mm-hmm. were really upset because they felt left out. That's <laughs> a very complicated plot one. one. That was very complicated. Mystery Incorporated uh, was like, very sophisticated. It was, I think, I think it was connected in a way, but it was also like, this is like strip a villain, whereas that was like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then at the end, you're like, oh, okay. Because like a lot of stuff happened throughout the episode, you're like, okay, this makes sense. Like people think kind of added together, whereas this one was like, okay, this is the villain. But I think also Mr. Incorporated was a very different series. And it was also very, different yeah. series. And also at the point in the series it took place, that was also, I think, like it had to do with when the episode came in. Mm-hmm. I think it was a season two episode. It came in at a certain point, or, or was it season one? I think it was the season first season. But it, but either way, it was. It was it's it always was, an. It's earlier than I remember it being. I remember it being a later episode, and, and then it, it's early. I think it's, it's either it's either thirteen or twenty three or something <laughs> like that. I don't remember. Yeah, I think you're right. I I think you're right. It's. 
but it, it, it is weird that's so early because it mm -hmm. I mean I know why it is plot wise but it's a powerful it. memorable episode we're not even talking about mystery ink and it has us remembering it <laughs> oh I, I just love it. I'm just getting off topic everyone's trying to keep that's going. okay <laughs> so um uh, Mire, were you done with your thoughts I think the only thing that I had to say is that though, from my recollection, it didn't have a lot of like really scooby plot line elements to it. And I think that's okay. why it's not very consistent because it, it like it at least has like a very loose chase scene oriented um, vibe because like it is a race, but it's also a chase, if you will. <laughs> and so them entering in and out of different places reminds me of like the hallway doors situation energy, but like on the road. Um I think it's nice to see the mystery machine in use. Like oh uh, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. like, you always see like the mystery machine as like this iconic thing that like you know that it drives because it drives, but you only ever see it driving in the beginning or like when they're trying to get you know what I mean? It's nice or it's to park somewhere it. or it crashes yeah. or something. It's like there and it functions and you know that it's there the entire movie, mm -hmm. which is kind of or not the movie, but the film. So or not the film, the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's all I have to say. This um, is my movie. Um no, I like what you said. I, I agree. That's actually interesting. That that point is really fun because I like how it's like the energy of door chases. I think that's kind of true. It mm -hmm. does have that them swerving in and out of different places and trying to get around all the other cars and um i i like that they were kind of in the mystery stream for if not the entire episode like most of the entire episode mm -hmm. took place and they, they did a lot of car jokes a lot of car humor which was fun like the part where fred was talking about um stopping and turning around the mystery machine when when they were arguing with Jim Gaffigan in the back seat, um, I like how they're just trying to compete for this really old burger, and right? Really old, like what is it? Really old ketchup or something? Yeah, fifty year old ketchup packet. Fifty year old ketchup and fifty and a, and a hundred year old burger or something like that. It's, they actually it's, eat it at the end too. Seventy, it's a seventy five or a hundred year old burger and fifty year old seventy year old ketchup. burger, fifty year old ketchup. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's just really and, and it's something that like only Shaq and Scooby would probably do, but it's also something that it's it's just so out there. But I just like how there were a lot of characters and character dynamics, even though it was also something that was kind of it didn't have a lot of direction, but it had more characters that compensated. I think for like the past two episodes, there's a lot more to happen with characters um so i don't know I, these last few episodes feel like trade-offs of different ideas that could have worked seamlessly in one type of episode but then they took certain aspects and focused in one episode so what do you think uh richie what are your overall thoughts on this episode do you know jim oh. gaffigan yeah, so I've accumulated a couple thoughts. I, I hope I can remember them. But it's like, I've so I knew Jim Jaff Gaffigan from his TV show. Um, I forget what it's called, but uh, I had watched it previously. And so I was like, when I first watched this episode, I was like, where do I know this from? And then I remembered. But like, the thing, and I loved the show, but the thing that doesn't sit right with me about this episode is the way... <sighs> Like, yes, they get to a resolve, and that's fine. But they use, and also, like, I also feel like they could not have used him in any other episode because the the theme with the diner race is really cool, and I feel like that would have been great as, like, a what's new episode, or even maybe, you know, like, just like an episode, uh, a series where it doesn't have to include a whole bunch of extra information. Um, and what, like, that's, I think that's what sits wrong with this interaction, like with me, like that's why it sits wrong is because this plot by itself alone with the gang is so, like it's, it, ha it requires so many different places and so many different 
pieces of information that introducing a guest star made it like a really difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. And there's the part, I forget who crashes, but they have to, I think Jim crashes or whatever, mm-hmm. but they have to yeah, like- Yeah, the machine, yeah. Yeah, they have to get him in the car. And it's just so awkward because I feel like Fred is like literally about to jump at his throat. Like Fred right. was like, yeah, I don't even know if we should pick like, you up. I'll turn, the, I'll turn the bin right around. Yeah, and like- There's a really- this episode had a lot of mixed energy for me. It was like, there was a lot of things that, felt like they were funny and some things are felt just like off and not yeah. like awkward yeah and but so also- something you said steve that was like a diner race with jim gaffigan to a 70 year old burger yeah. and a demon driver that looks like an orc that sounds like something out of my creative writing class <laughs> like, yeah. like we my teacher will have us do these exercises <laughs> where we pick we pick a number and a letter and a number and a letter and then a number and a letter <laughs> And then yeah. we choose different topics and see if we can make a story. And that's exactly what this sounds Drawing like. Drawing out of a hat. Oh, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like drawing point A to point B out of a hat. Now, yeah. One of the things that barred me in this episode too was that I thought the culprit was kind of, at least for me, I don't know. I don't, I can't say it was for me. For me, it was kind of like clear who the villain was pretty much as soon as he was introduced. Yeah. This is and one I, where I can definitely say I... I even more so I think like in the last one I said it was but in this one it was in a different way that you know they could have been a little bit more secretive about but they weren't like the second they mentioned the insurance policy it was clear it was it was like um, and also just the way he talked and the way he interacted I don't know what it was about this character he just screamed I'm like the culprit from like the beginning and I, I yeah. I don't know why. Like, I usually don't feel that way about a Scooby villain, but like, this one was just like red flag written all over it. Yeah, it's because um, I feel like he's just like consequential to the whole thing. Like this, yeah. like he's, like the villain is really the afterthought in all of this, mm-hmm. and he's just really riding in the background. We get to know that it's the villain right from the get go, and then they're supposed to realize it, but it's not really mm-hmm. evident because they never have interaction with with him. Yeah, with yeah. him. Or like you only have like two seconds of them interacting with each other. So it's not like, oh, they have to find out I know and they don't know and I want them to know. Like there's no generated like, wow, you know what I mean? It really just kind of sits flat and then rides until it's done. This this villain didn't really feel like, uh, it didn't, the villain didn't really feel, it didn't really feel like it was last minute, but it felt, I, I was like, I'm, I think I watched this episode with my mom actually, and she was like, "There are some goofy, goofy monsters in this show." But my mom was watching this, and she was like, "Why? Like, why did they do that?" Yeah, he's so like, serious. It looks so ridiculous. Like, yeah, big weird it's, yellow thing. He's like <laughs> such a silly <laughs> character. Didn't have like red like fingernails, like these red fingernails, <laughs> and like those like. <laughs> Like striped purple pants. It has, a, and it has like, like a tongue hanging out of its mouth. It has like all these strict like, eyes. Like it looks like one of those like 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 one of those projects you make as a kid, where like you have not but like not insulting kids' art, but like when you have like one of those little faces and you have to like make like it looks like that. Like it has because <laughs> yeah. that's bad. It just it looks like kind of goofy. Like yeah, like, I think what bothers me. Is that it has he, like googly eyes and like the tongue hanging out its mouth and it's it's all sorts of just interesting. It's weird because he looks so silly, but he doesn't act silly. He acts mm-hmm. so serious. Like he's like, right. I'm gonna get these kids, right. run them off the road. <laughs> but like he it's literally look. looks a fool. You, <laughs> said, you yeah. said something about the um chase yeah. sequences and actually something something that I did like about this episode was the fact that I had enough length within a period of time where they were running without them talking that I could put music over to, over it and make it like a be cool chase scene where there was like music, like actual mm-hmm. like songs. Like that's my favorite like kind of hobby to do is like take series that might not necessarily have um, chase music implemented in them, which they, I think, I think there's like some sort of pattern where they do it like every other series Mm-hmm. In, a, in like large series in a way um but like I love to take sections that mm, were just like they just have the background music but then I love to like cut that out and like actual music in and this is something that I could actually do in this episode so that was effective mm-hmm. but, yeah and this villain this villain needed context mm-hmm. like 
If any of the villains this this is the one that needed context. There's no legends in the history books or anything. It's like this orc thing knows how to drive, but we don't know what it is. <laughs> like things we never given a name. It's just it. It's like the like vehicle is sick though. Like it's right. so dope. It is a great vehicle. We a don't great, have a name for this villain, do we? He's a great oh, villain. He's a great car. He's like, like actor number three. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> late credits. Is he an orc or like what is he? Like, did some kid dream up in their nightmares or is he just I, I don't know? That's what it makes actor. me feel like. Have you ever heard of like the Reddit? um like it's like our subconscious or our like dreams or something like that but yes. basically it's like people's weird dreams and they just like like write or draw a picture about it like I'm pretty sure if any of us like went on and just like wrote this script and then put it on there believed 100 <laughs> percent it does have a name the spectral speedster the spectral oh, okay. speedster okay it's not spectral what He's not a ghost. He doesn't look like a ghost. Did they say that in the episode at all? That does sound familiar, actually. But okay. I remember them saying. I, I think it's just a. I think it's just honestly, it's just a write-off. Like, it was just forgettable. Know. Yeah. 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 You're not gonna remember the name. He doesn't look like a special speedster. He looks like a, a orc who had really bad um, dates. Uh, <laughs> what's surgeon. what's that? What's that? Um, like typhoid fever or whatever mm. like that like gives you or yellow skin like because you're so like it's so thick it makes your skin like a really okay yeah a lot so of this, been... this villain may be a little bit deeper than we first thought <laughs> does he just have scurvy is that what we're going for man's been eating burgers so long he hasn't had in years <laughs> He's, I'm sure he's drank some lemonade. You know, that's a fast food oh, classic. You're right. That the slushy um, conundrum. That's mm-hmm. that's the vitamin C right there. Right. <laughs> if they use real lemons, we don't we don't know. Oh Burger wow. That last seventy years. Uh. It's a little bit interesting. You know, we're about to go out of business, so we'll see. <laughs> so, um, Vilma, what would you rate this episode out of ten? So. I'm usually like really nice with my ratings, but I'm not going to be so five. <laughs> That's the answer. There's just like, I don't, I watched, I rewatched this one again because I wanted to do the review pro- properly and I did not want to watch it. I like, I don't know what to tell you. It just didn't have a lot of the appeal to me. They, it like, I give it credit for, you know, being really out of the box with like the brace chase situation love that i think it's great to have the diner and the vehicle those are its redeeming qualities but like in terms of like an episode where you invite a guest and there's supposed to be something that needs to be solved in the background it's all just like really discontinuous like yeah i i I, agreed overall uh this episode was a little all over the place i'll take it to a really boring episode so i'll give it a six but i think this episode is just it's sort of is um it looks like a lot happened in the in the draft stages of this episode like like when we were brainstorming and then it kind of was like okay we're gonna do this and this and this this and and the villain was like intentionally that way i'm hoping but still like even it's like oh wait we have 20 (laughs) minutes of content already okay Let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah, like it's like, was it intentional? Because the thing is, it it probably was intentional, but it's like that's what I'm hoping. But like, if it wasn't, then like, why didn't they spend more time making it something else? Like, I because if they were trying to get their point across with this villain, I mean, I guess they did so great. But like, this is one of those villains where I, it's unique. Sure, it's unique. Like, you can't say you've seen anything really like it before, necessarily, but it's also, like, one that you'll probably be like, this is, like, not the scariest villain, not the most interesting, or it's just, it's just a weird creature that looks, uh, like, it has problems that's trying to drive a car, and it's, it's, it's just sort of a, it's sort of a muddled episode for me, but yeah, I, I will say the reason why I'll give it a middle score at a six, I guess, is because it wasn't entirely drawl for me, and mm-hmm. it had things that were engaging, even though it was chaotic and a little di- and in disappointing in, in aspects. It was still entertaining, and I could still make fun of a few things here and there. And it, it was still, and then, again, like you said, I, I really liked the 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 driving 
aspect in the diner and, uh, you know, and the fact that a lot of this was, you know, in a different, in a, done in a different way, it was fine, but it was just, it was a little chaotic that more than it needed to be. And so I think that kind of holds it back. I did like the fries at the end, even though it was random. I just liked all the fries pouring down um, at the end of the episode, just like, here are fries, like every brain <laughs> fries. It was like, that is like a drink and true for Shaggy and Skinny. So I was fun to see that. But this episode was, this episode was really random. So agree though. I'll give it a six. I do want to say, I feel like the art style was a little bit reminiscent of Wacky Races. I don't know, you know, all these racing episodes always remind me of Wacky Races, but especially this one, like the old lady, she could have been, you, you didn't even have to redraw her. You could put her right into Wacky Races. She could be Penelope Pit Stop 60 years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The one thing, the one thing um, that I was going to say is, has anyone watched Jabberjaw? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. So, did, Not have you, a little bit. Yeah, have you seen the um, the fast paced chase race episode where they're um, they're trying to like spoilers for anyone who wants to watch this? Um, it's it's like it's very it's like a really not well known sixteen episode series, but um, they're trying to capture these villains who are trying to sneak a bacteria that's going to de- like deplete all the oil supplies in a different country under the under the sea um in 2062 uh but so they basically are trying to smuggle it through this car race and this is exactly what this episode feels like it feels like this could have been a jabber jaw episode (laughs) which is as you know a giant talking shark that can morph its body is ridiculous so like or as as i don't want to call this series as a whole bland but as like simple and like formulaic this series is i feel like it didn't fit as well so that's why i give it a five i give it a five that um it felt a little um like you said there was a lot of content that had to be put in um and actually something i was thinking about is like what would be fun to do is for any episode that we feel the villain is really like really weird like speculate what would have been a better better villain because this was hard to address something that can address a, a race and eating a lot of food in a diner that's hard to address so they did a good job if that's what we're looking at but we're not looking at just that we're looking at everything as a whole and it doesn't really work as in I the speculated about this by the way oh, i was thinking while we were talking like talking this entire time like literally there's could be something better to fit and i was thinking you know how's mcdonald's yeah. has ronald mcdonald's mascot if they had a mascot and the mascot was the villain i would make so much they more did sense. have a mascot remember that first season first scene of the episode the actor is dressed it's, up it's in like, like the cowboy, cowboy in the outfit yeah well why couldn't he be a spooky cowboy and then he could right. ride a horse that's what? exactly what <laughs> I thought was going to happen two seconds that, later. That when he that's great. Actually, we, that would have been really cool to well, be like. Well, we kind of Jack. We haven't really had a lot of like. Cow- there was a book, the Fountain Phantom Cowboy. I remember. Shaggy yeah. You know, would have been would have been a really cool uh, moment with that is if so. You know how the like the actor in the um first opening like the opening scene, he like puts the costume on and then encounters the villain. What if he put the costume on and he like, if it was this villain that is the spooky cowboy, he turns around and he's like, oh, I don't actually look that bad. Like, cause right. he, like, he, like, a mirror something. he like thinks it's a mirror and like they have like a mirror sequence until like the actual oh, and then like, the, oh, oh, out oh, of the oh, mirror. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would have been so oh, perfect. Okay, this is like episode pitch meeting now. Right. <laughs> no, I am officially doing this, the official pitch meeting for the episode. What if like the opening to the episode is him looking in a mirror and then the, the Phantom just grabs him and pulls him into a mirror or what looks to be a mirror, just like grabs him and pulls him in and then he just disappears. And they're like, where's yeah. the mascot? Where's the mascot? And like the mascot's like just scaring everyone. Like what's going on? 
that would have that would have been fun and then to i just think that they could have done so much if if because it's this episode is so full that i didn't even remember that they had a mascot right like, he already tells me that it's like so discontinuous like i'm all right with paying attention but it's the fact that i don't actually recall half of the episode is wild to me but like i think it would have been such a great contrast because they're like the owners are like kind of western they have the belt buckle going on they've got like all of this stuff and it just goes um, nowhere it doesn't that's turn into thing. anything like i believe richard said this episode is a fever dream it has a lot going on it's a lot that's, <laughs> that's it's like, like that's an, another thing out of the hat bucket and, right. <laughs> and i you know um again it just goes back into like how i feel like 20 minutes with a guest star at least and, and also with some of these episode plots especially with like what they're trying to do not even alone like the guest star but also like a lot of the plots are trying to accomplish like it's great but they're living themselves too short to fit in all these ideas and i think they need to be more thought out which there's I think is if they need to be more thought out they need to also be more expanded which means there needs to be more runtime which means there's that um, would this set up better there's an episode coming up and i'm not going to spoil anything about it but with Tim Bradshaw. It takes it takes these sort of like absurd different qualities to the max. Like there are so many things pulled out of the hat bucket. I don't even know where to begin. If we when we get this episode, I don't know where to begin. Is is that, so, the, is that, is that the season two episode? It, it is a season two episode, which I yeah, actually it has been released. I remember which one that is. Then okay, I, I know this is like. It's but like, what, I just don't want to say anything about it because I know like, to either. For some people oh, who yeah yeah. I know. I I I know which one you're talking about though. I do more about one, but I'm savoring yeah. the last thirteen episodes. You know, it's over. I want to. You know, I'm sad to see it go. I don't know. I really don't know what is next for Scooby after Guess Who. Well, Velma, I guess the Velma series. True. But that's true. not, that's not, I don't feel like that's the next Scooby yeah. show, you it's know? True. It's, you know, I don't know. I think there was, they're doing it in a movie? Possibly? They're doing a movie, yeah, but there's also they're speculation doing, of they're doing it every year, they do like two a year, but yeah, there's speculation of some potential, uh, I think we talked about this before, but like literally haven't heard anything about it since Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo. I, yeah, I think that is actually the new Scoob movie. Thinking about no, it, thought, the new one is going to be called Holiday Hot or something. Yeah. The names, they feel similar, that you is, know what I mean? Because it's going to yeah. be just kids on Halloween. Yeah, that's true. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's... It's interesting that they're, they're doing a Christmas special for a sequel. Right. Yeah. Let's let's see how it goes. You know, this is our first um, HBO or HBO Max, um, you know, experience with Scooby. Let's hope Scooby finds a good home there. They you know, they put Guess Who on there, but they didn't even put the Max title on it, which was sad. You know, even though the the second half of Guess Who was technically like exclusive to there, I, I don't know why they don't acknowledge it. But with the new Scoob movie, they have announced you know it's exclusive to that platform. So let's mm -hmm. let's hope it's popular. Let's hope we get a good future home for Scooby. And I also hope this does not mean the end of the DTVs. That's my worry. You Wait, know. so you were saying like the end of season two or like the season two is exclusive to HBO Max? The second like, half, so at least in the American release. I'm not sure about Boomerang, but it's either just Boomerang and HBO Max or just HBO Max. Because they haven't done anything on Boomerang, and I'm like... Yeah, then it's... Yeah, it's exclusive to HBO Max, then. The second half of well, the second season. What I'm wondering is when they're going to release season two on DVD, because they have not. Oh, true. There's no and news. It has, has they've not said anything. And season one came out, like, if I recall, like, it came out January of 2021. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's been over a year so, now. Yeah, it, it's, it's already almost the end of the month, and it still hasn't mm -hmm. released, which means... Because I talked to other people in the community before, and like they think that it'll probably come out, but I I don't know when. Because the thing we is, never got season two of Be Cool. I mean, yes, I know. I, I don't know if that's gonna happen again, but 
you know, I, I, I look at that because like that did happen before. And also a lot of the Scooby Doo shows is up and release, a lot of like the new Scooby Mysteries is up and release, like mm-hmm. a lot of shows have not fully been released. Mm-hmm. So mm. I have no idea what's gonna happen. Well, we'll but, have to see, you know. Well, but you know, yeah, we will. It'll it'll be in. Well, well thank you, thank you so much for joining me, you all. This has been a great conversation. It's so I'm so happy to be back with my Scooby Gang. <laughs> it's so fun to be back with you all too. Oh, it's what's, so awesome. Um, what's everybody's <laughs> websites or ats that we can find you at? Let's let's start uh, Vilma, then Steve, then Richard. All right, uh, I will be at Velma Daisy Dinkley uh, on Instagram. That's the only place you will find me um, at the moment. <laughs> um, and I just post fun content. That's pretty much it. Cool. I'm Steve, and you can find me at Mr. Ring's Frightful Foes. They're on Instagram, and that's my only page. And I will be posting more soon to come. I don't know when, but I will be posting more eventually. So stick around. So um, my I run a couple pages, but my main page is Richard the Red 14, and uh, my music page is Richard the Red. But I'm probably moving a majority of my major announcements and posts about music to my main account since it has more uh, traffic there. Um, and hopefully by summer, I have a small release Ooh. of multiple songs, not just singles. Yeah. So a small release of EP by this summer. And yeah. Looking forward to that. Thank you all for joining me, everybody. Make sure you go follow these guys. Um, We'll see you next time on Daphne 2 Presents The Pod. Yeah. Like, thanks for joining Daphne 2 Presents. Why would you ask when you know Nothing turns out right Nothing turns out